on the air live tonight, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546 is the number. Online tonight. Carlos and the chicken of this sort of performance keep popping up on the radio these days. So-called humorists who rely on cruel pranks and scatological references. Well, I suppose that's the sort of thing that passes for entertainment these days. You know, perhaps it's just a generational thing. Now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight, on the air toll-free at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. That's me, Max, and welcome to Online Tonight, where we talk about the latest in tech and pop culture, plus things that I think are cool, like uh, Disney and uh, Disneyland and Universal epic theme park the new one that's going to be opening up in 2025 we've got some new information on that maybe we'll share that with you during the show but more importantly we'd love to answer your questions so give us a call at 1-800-39-ONLINE 1-800-396-6546 you can also send us a text or an email our text is 951-395-1017 again that text number 951-395-1017 Email us, show at onlinetonight.com. Now, text and email are a one-way thing. You can send us your question or your comment, but we can't really discuss it. And I won't know if uh, the things I'm sharing with you are what you see on your screen or what you see on your phone. Or We can have a dialogue if you give us a call at 1-800-39-ONLINE. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? All right, before we get to the news, just a quick reminder, the phone lines are open at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. Victoria is checking out your texts, your emails, and your phone calls, so uh, keep her busy. In technology news, Microsoft has laid off 1,900 people from their Activision, Xbox, and ZeniMax group. They have a total of two, 22,000 employees in the Microsoft Gaming Division. And there was a memo that came out from the Microsoft Gaming CEO, Phil Spencer. I'll read you a tiny bit of that, and then we'll get into what some of this means. He is quoted as saying in the memo, It's been a little over three months since the Activision, Blizzard, and King teams joined Microsoft. As we move forward in 2024, the leadership of Microsoft Gaming and Activision Blizzard is committed to aligning on a strategy and an execution plan with a sustainable cost structure that will support the whole of our growing business. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pause mid-memo. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't bode well for some of you, is what it's saying. Together, we've set priorities, identified areas of overlap, and ensured that we're all aligned on the best opportunities for growth. 
and 1,900 of you are going to be out of work. I was curious when I saw that uh, some of the people that were impacted, of course, was Activision. I'm sure there's going to be some overlap with the with the Microsoft Gaming Group, the Xbox team, and then ZeniMax. I, I, for whatever reason, I could not remember who ZeniMax was. So I went through my archives and I checked it out. ZeniMax Media is an American video game holding company in Rockville, Maryland. They were founded in 1999. The company owns publisher Bethesda Software. Now, you may know Bethesda Software as some of the... Like, back in 1992 or 1993 on The Next Machine, we got to play this game called uh, Doom, I think it was. And then the kind of evolution of that became Quake. That was released, released in '96. And then, of course, us old schoolers probably remember the Elder Scrolls and some of the drag racing games that came out in the early 2000s. So that group was also affected by this layoff. That means that they now have uh, around 20,000 people working in the Microsoft group. And so I wish the developers there some luck and any of the people that were let go. I guess some of the groups that were impacted, let's see if it says specifically, were definitely groups that overlapped, especially in marketing. And uh, what's interesting, however, is that one of the founders of Activision must have just decided, I'm going to take my money and run. Because the president of Blizzard, Mike Yabara, he decided he's out. He's going to leave. And so there you go. As part of that news, Blizzard came out and said that we had been working on a survival game. We announced it back in 2022 a survival game that uh, did not necessarily have uh, uh, an exact name, but they very quickly sent out a release that said, since the layoff of 1,900 employees, the game, which was unnamed, has been canceled. Uh, They were working with a group of people to help bring us that game, a survival game. I... I'm curious to see. I'm going to have to take some time to go back and look to see if there were any uh, rushes or sizzle reels or anything that showed what the gameplay might be like. Uh, but that's but that's gone. So if you are interested in that, then you should be safe. A little bit more in Microsoft news. Microsoft is very excited that the U.S. Space Force has signed a deal with Microsoft for an AR simulating uh System, uh, the U.S. Space Force facility will be using Azure, their cloud, Microsoft's cloud-based system, to create interactive models of space that trainees can then use uh, with the I thought was defunct Hololens headsets, and they're able to manipulate them in real time. Apparently, the Space Force has signed a one-year, almost twenty million dollar contract with Microsoft to develop this augmented reality training environment. They are uh, pretty excited about that. They think that it will help give the Space Command uh, better training opportunities for their staff using this AR tool. And, and one of the benefits of, of, of this platform is that they can look at things from all different angles. So they're, they're, they're very excited about that. 
If you have been using Windows 11 for a while, you may have been complaining a little bit about the, uh, let's say, audio quality. Uh, some of your sessions with Zoom and Teams, and it's really been frustrating. People have really uh, been uh, very cranky about a quick, a quick text from a listener. Going back to the previous thing, yes, of course, Space Force was a TV show. I can't remember what network it was on. I, I feel like it might have been um, uh, Paramount Plus or something like that or Netflix. It starred the wonderful comedian from The Office whose name is Stephen Carell. Is that, did I get that right? Miss Victoria is joining us today. Yes, Steve Carell, not Stephen. I don't think anybody oh. but his mother calls him Stephen. All right, Steve Carell. And then uh, the guy from, wasn't the guy from Back to the Future? In that? No, no, no. It was the Malcolm. Malcolm guy. Not Malcolm, but, uh, you know, the, he had a movie about himself, Inside the Mind of... You really, John Malkovich. Ma- John Malkovich, yes. So uh, thank you for that uh, quick thing. Let me get back to my story about Microsoft and their audio quality being... Uh, not so great, but Microsoft has become aware of it, and they have now said that they are going to do their best here in the next little while to make it um, – well, people were calling it insufferable, and Microsoft doesn't like that when uh, they're called names. And so they're they're going to be looking at that to try to help fix ha- help fix that. Uh, and if you are interested in emojis and iOS 7, I've got more Apple news, of course, later. But here's a first look at some of the new emojis. There's a, uh, uh, a I guess, a lot of breakups happen via text. And so now there's a chain that is snapped. That's an emoji that you can look forward to. A mushroom, a phoenix, the flying bird, a nod, even though it doesn't actually move. It's just graphically represented And, of course, the thing I have been missing forever is a lime wedge. A lime wedge to go with my my tequila. So, very excited about some of the new emojis that are coming in iOS 17.4. That beta just popped up, and we'll be hearing more about it as we go. Don't forget to head over to OnlineTonight.com, where you can check out uh, each and every hour. If you missed any portion of the show, you can download the podcast and more. It's Online Tonight. Stay tuned. This is where we take a tech term and we turn it into plain English right before your very ears. This hour's Geek Speak is SIM. S-I-M. This portion of the show is brought to you by Anchor. I use their uh, hub with my MacBook. Um, they, I call it a dongle, but... That's okay. I also didn't realize that they are the number one mobile charging brand with over 200 million products sold worldwide. They've been a pioneer in charging technology for over 10 years. I have used those smaller portable 
you know, power bricks from another company, but I'm really interested in Anchor's new powerhouse 767. Sounds like an airline. Uh, plane, airliner. Think of it as a giant battery-operated generator with 2,000 watt-hours at 2,400 watts. And you shouldn't run out of ports because there's 13 of them there. It's great for RVs, outdoor recreation, home backup. Uh, if you have inflatable rafts or inflatable, inflatable boats or you want to, I don't know, pump up a tire or something, you know, it's probably a good fit. You can check that out and all the other wonderful Anchor products at OLTTV.com slash Anchor. That's OLTTV.com slash A-N-K-E-R. Now, SIM card. It stands for Subscriber Identity Module. It is a small card that goes inside a mobile phone or uh, another device like a, a portable hotspot or something that you might use in an RV or or at the park, or something like that. It carries your identification number, which is unique to each uh, person. It stores some personal data. In some cases, it'll store your contact information, or, or uh, uh, in the old days, you know, it might even store some photos back in the day when we didn't have a lot of demand for, for space. And it prevents the operation of the phone or the device if that chip is removed. It can also tie the device to a particular cellular network. So if you head over to, like when we switched from AT&T and went over to T-Mobile, all we had to do was replace our SIM card. That's this hour's Geek Speak SIM. Online tonight. If redness, swelling, or irritation occurs, increase your listening time by one hour per day. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right, Miss Victoria, are you ready? You said you had an email from me. Let's let's see. Let's hear it. And who is it from, please? It is from Mitch in SoCal, not specific about where. Um, and I don't know if Mitch is uh, he or she. They or, don't say. Or they. They're or a they. Be- they're a being. Let's, let's enjoy their beingness. Yes. Yep. Okay. I have an iPhone. Doesn't say which one. I recently used it when traveling outside of the U.S. Now that I'm back, people are telling me my iMessages were coming through from an email address rather than my phone number, and that when they tried to text my phone number, they got an error. What's going on? All right. This is, uh, this is fairly easy peasy, I think, because Miss Jennifer, when she went to Paris, D- Disneyland Paris, and uh, also went to England and, and uh, did a few things there, was also ha- did, had to deal with the exact same thing. What you want to do is you want to go into your uh, system settings, which is right there on the home, on the home screen, and then you want to scroll down to where it says messages, and then uh, you want to si- find the section where it says send and receive. You click that. You want to make sure that now that you're back in the U.S., that you can receive messages, iMessages to and reply from. You want to make sure your phone number is checked because internationally that will get unchecked. So you want to make sure that that is checked. And then I also have a preference where I don't like to send my email address out. I like to start new conversations from and make sure that the only thing that is checked there is your uh, phone number. Uh, I mean, if you pick your phone number, it'll be the only thing that has a check mark by it. If you pick any of the other email addresses or whatever that are associated with your iMessages account, uh, that's what will show up in the user panel or on the bubble in the 
uh, users messaging iMessage app. So you want to make sure that you can receive messages to your number and your primary iCloud account email address. And then under start new conversations from, you want to make sure that just your phone number is checked. And I think that will solve your problem. Mitch, if it doesn't, please let me know right away. Uh, if you had called the toll-free telephone number at 1-800-39-ONLINE, then we could have checked that together. But uh, hopefully the the email is, um, you know, what was available to you. Maybe you're at the office and you can't uh, use the phone. But always best to use the phone. 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. If you want to text or email like Mitch, text number is 951-395-1017. And email show at onlinetonight.com. I was scrolling through more of these um, emojis that I mentioned just previously, a few minutes ago. And there's some some very interesting ones. The problem I have with necessarily sharing them with you is that this is a beta 17.4. So I'm always concerned about sharing things because they may not end up in there. Like there's some cool wheelchair ones and the adult and child uh, little things. And do you use a lot of emojis? I don't really use that many emojis. I tend to just use Siri to text and, um, you know, the car does that. I guess that's through Siri as well. Uh, Occasionally I will send an audio clip. Like if I have a song in my head or something and I want to share it with somebody, then I'll, then I'll hum a, hum a few bars and then you you know send them a little bit of the lyrics my vocals which are not ever very good i'm not a professional singer nor do i play one on the radio or television so there you go i am very excited about what's happening this week and that is the apple vision pro is going to be shipping uh people should start getting them on february 2nd and if you get one i definitely want to hear from you because I am very curious about a couple things that I read. Zoom has tweaked their Vision Pro app, uh, and it'll be available on the first day. And wearers will be able to create a digital avatar based on their face scans. But my question is, what kind of customization are you going to be able to use? Now, you may remember a couple of years ago, Apple acquired a company called um, Facewear. And they, they have used that in some of their uh, technology to... You know, when you scrunch your face or you twitch your nose or you raise your eyebrows or you close your eyes or or the movement of your lip and your jaw to create this kind of real-time synchronized cartoon of you, apparently this is going to feature strongly in this Zoom Vision Pro app. So if you get it, I'm very excited to hear from you to see what, what that experience is like, what the customization like, does it actually really look like you? And this is all while you're wearing the the headset. Also, Zoom is very proud that they're going to make 3D object sharing available. And again, I'm very, very curious to see what that is going to be like. So if you're going to get yourself an Apple Vision Pro, then please feel free to give me a call next week so that we can discuss it and I can ask you questions, things that you like or don't like, what the unboxing experience was and and all that stuff. If you missed last week's show, a lot of uh, Apple Vision Pro was on there, so be sure to check out the podcast at Online Tonight. I'm Max. It is Online Tonight. Stay tuned.
Online Tonight is live and on the air at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online Tonight. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Genetically modifying turkeys so they have five drumsticks. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, My name is Max. The name of the show is Online Tonight. It is approximately 24 minutes before the hour, and our toll-free telephone number is available, 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Give us a ring. I'd love to chat with you. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? Phone lines are open, 1-800-39-ONLINE. You can send us a text or an email. Our text is 951-395-1017. And the email address is show at onlinetonight.com. A little more Apple news. Apparently, Spotify is not very happy. Uh, the There is a new, they're calling it an extortion tax. Uh, Apple's new store, as part of a EU uh, regulation, Apple had to make third-party app stores available on the platform. But Apple still wants to verify and put a certificate on each and every app. Even if it doesn't go through the official app store, Apple still kind of has their their talons, their fangs, whatever way you want to. I, I mean, I'm using Spotify words here. And they are um, trying to highlight the fact that this could drive some of the game developers, some of the people who are very reliant. Well, you know, just sometimes people love the art of creating a program to help people. I mean, open source is around how many apps on the app store are free. And the concern is that with this thing that Apple's calling the core technology fee, it will require developers who are who are using the third-party app store to pay 50 cents for every download exceeding a million. Well, that sounds, you know, like uh, small developers shouldn't have to worry about it. But what if something goes viral? What if there's an app out there, like a journaling app or just a game that's a lot of fun? I use a game and I have never paid a single penny to use it. I play it almost every single day. And, you know, what happens if that game becomes a super hit and more than a million people download it. Well, that means that for a free game, the developer would have to fork out 50 cents for each and every game after the million downloads. So if you if they sell, let's just do basic math. I'm not very good at math, but let's do basic math. If they sell 1,100,000 if they sell if if somebody downloads 1,100,000 of these games, that's free. 
the developer now owes $50,000. That's a lot of money, especially if they're not making any money. You see what I'm saying? It's not a paid app. It's a free app. And Apple's going to start charging them. And Spotify wanted to point that out and make sure that developers are aware of this because Spotify, of course, is going to be promoting their third-party app store, the one that they're partnering with, and, and try to convince more developers to go over there. But that doesn't make any sense for people like that. And my understanding is that if you continue to use the app store and your app is free, you're not going to have this core technology fee. So there you go. Some new uh, stuff that came out in iOS 17.3. That update just came out last week or within the last couple days. And there's an important feature that you might be interested in. It's called the stolen device protection. And while the exact crime that it protects against is rare, Apple is saying that they uh, wanted to make people safer. And here's a quote from uh, a Wall Street Journal person, uh, the personal technology columnist over there, Joanna Stern. She said, many weekends I wake up with emails from victims who tell me that this exact thing has happened to them. They've lost decades of photos and life savings. And they were shocked that their phone wasn't as as protected as they thought it was. Crooks can get someone to reveal their password. They often prey on people out at bars or you know, pretend to share contacts or they, they fil- film somebody unlocking their phones and then they get this uh, password. Then they go into settings and they change certain settings. So what 17.3 does for you now is you now have to face ID or you have to use another t- password to get into those settings so that people can't get into your passcodes. They can't get into your phone. They can't get to your money uh, and things like that. So that is a feature. Again, not a lot of people have had to deal with it. But if you want to turn that on, you now have the option to do so in 17.3. And if you can't find it in the settings, just at the top in the search bar, just type in uh, stolen device protection and it will pop up the, uh, the section of the settings panel so that you can just pop in there and uh, click on it. So that uh, that might be good for you. Well, we talked a little bit. We talked in depth last week about Apple Pro Vision, and that is getting a lot of the news going on right now, obviously. And Meta, formerly Facebook, is very optimistic about the Apple Vision Pro. I think when people look at the price of thirty five hundred dollars compared to the Quest Three at $500, you know, there might be people who are saying, oh, I'm interested in the technology. I'm interested in the field. I'm interested in what kind of services and, and entertainment that I could enjoy from this type of device. And so uh, Meta is hoping that a lot of people that are looking at the Apple product and now have an interest because of the Apple Vision Pro will now really start to increase the the competitive marketplace in the VR headset game. So they've been developing, well, apparently Facebook had acquired Oculus and Oculus is the, is the people who invented and created the original Oculus. And then it became 
the Quest, the Quest 2, now the Quest 3. And uh, over the last three years, they've poured about $50 billion into the technology and in the environments and creating the avatars and be able to play poker and all the other things that were were there. So they, um, they're excited about that. So there you go. That's a little bit about Meta. We had an opportunity to interview a company in uh, Las Vegas at the CES. They don't like you to call it the Consumer Electronics Show. But earlier this month in January, a a Chinese startup called XReal. I wouldn't really call them a startup because they've been they've been battling this uh, this game for some time. I would think they've I've heard their name related to this type of technology for a year or two. Uh, what you know, this is. All right, quick aside. This is something that has frustrated me about radio stations and some other places around the uh, around the world. When does something stop being new? So, I say, so what I mean by that is back in uh, I can't even remember what year it was, but we had a radio station that flipped formats, and they still refer to themselves as the new alternative alternative you know rock station or whatever it is. They're not new. They've been around for years. And to call X-Real a startup, you know, at what point do you you uh, grow from being a startup to being a, uh, you know, established company? They've been around for a while. So they're very excited about their new latest augmented reality glasses. They're calling it the Air 2 Ultra. If you want to learn a little bit more about what some of the technologies are, uh, in that, be sure to check out Miss Jennifer's interview from CES. Now, they're taking pre-orders starting now for $6.99. The glasses that project a virtual screen that present notifications and video onto the user's line of vision. These are not goggles. These look like uh, sunglasses. And so the augmented reality is, is presented on top of the world that you're seeing around you. It is not 100% immersive so there you go a little bit of that uh, it's online tonight i max stay tuned This hour's bookmark this, dictionary.com. There's more than meets the eye at this website. Sure, you can look up definitions of a word here, but if you're looking to improve your word skills, they also have some great tools from writing tips to a word of the day, kind of like that uh, little calendar thing that's always fun to get. Uh, There's also some free games that will help you with your vocabulary and other words. So some people say that learning can be fun and Uh, I think that's true even when you're grown up. So check that out. Dictionary.com. That's dictionary.com. This hour's bookmark this. Brought to you by Southwest Airlines. Southwest offers flights to over 100 destinations in 42 states, plus Puerto Rico, Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. 
find out more about all the destinations you could include in your next vacation at OLTTV.com slash SWA. That's OLTTV.com, then a slash SWA. Online tonight. This show looks just as good with or without your 3D glasses. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right. We did talk a little bit about some Apple news, but uh, we wouldn't really be talking about Apple if it wasn't for this week in history. 40 years ago, January 24th to be exact, 1984, Apple launched the Macintosh computer with a demonstration in front of 3,000 people. And one of the most interesting things was it actually said hello to everybody. You can go back and check this out on the internet. You can watch Steve Jobs uh, bring out this. Uh, it, it's weird because the first Macintosh was, you know, luggable. It actually had a handle on the back. And then it had phone lines, what looked like a phone line cable to the keyboard. It was very, very weird. But it was, it was really kind of a marvel in its day, 1984, 40 years ago. And what made it even more special was the fact that Apple had spent so much money to make probably one of the world's most famous Super Bowl commercials. And I don't know if you know about that, but on uh, about that commercial that debuted during the Super Bowl 40 years ago is is still talked about today in marketing classes and 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 all of those things but it was it was really it was really an amazing commercial and if you haven't had a chance to see it you should definitely check it out it is it's awe-inspiring you know and they and the narrator for that I wish I had a voice like that guy find out why 1984 won't be like 1984 and really what it was it was a commercial about all of these people who were basically being uh, brainwashed by the big ibm machine and then this female olympic runner comes running in with a sledgehammer and she flings it and breaks the screen which means it broke the hold on people and their creativity and the macintosh was going to make all of this uh, available. It was very powerful for its day. And that happened 40 years ago. Think about it, though. If we didn't have the Mac, I bet you Microsoft probably would have done nothing and we'd still be using DOS. So that's, you know, maybe true, maybe not true. I I have no idea. A little bit more about Apple's, a little bit more in Apple News. This is really a rumor. But I thought I would I would share it anyway. Um, iOS, well, we talked a little bit earlier about 17.4. That's going to be out in the spring. And then iOS 18 will probably be out later in the year, towards the end of the year, usually around September. And they uh, will obviously share more about this at the Worldwide Developer Conference in June. But people are saying things to look for in iOS 18. It's going to be the biggest release Apple has ever done because it's going to have things like RCS support, hopefully. It's going to have uh, higher – the nice thing about RCS is it allows higher resolution of photos and videos and audio messaging. 
uh, read receipts. You're going to be able to, to send messages between iPhones and Android devices, group chats, uh, encryption, all that stuff. Uh, apparently, there's a rumor that the new version of Siri that's going to be embedded in this machine is going to feature app will feature Apple's new generative AI technology. And what Apple's really focusing on is not making it cloud-based. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of that intelligence right there on the device. Now, that comes at a cost, in my opinion. And I it would be great if there's a setting. Not that Apple consults with me anymore or anything, but they. Uh, it would be nice to say yes. I would like the learning the learning language model to be embedded in the phone so that I can use it in airplane mode and I can use it, you know, wherever I want. But I should also then be able to offload that very large database and and be able to use the cloud when it makes sense. And so that would be that would be very interesting to me to see if that is at all possible. So I'm I. Uh, I you know I'm curious because I don't really I'm not deep into the AI world so I am kind of curious what um you know what the size is for these LLMs are they you know gigantic do they require s- server rooms and terabytes or pentabytes of of information and how are we going to fit that on an iPhone that's got you know less than a one terabyte of storage. I need that storage for my photos and my videos and my music. So who knows? More in the uh, AI space. Google is planning to enhance their voice assistant with generative AI. You know, so a lot of people are, are getting in that space. We talked a little bit about Microsoft is partnering with uh, ChatGPT for their co-pilot. And uh, Google has released a beta of BARD. B-A-R-D. I think it's named after somebody. Um, who is it? I just heard this recently on the radio about somebody who was named Bard. But anyway, uh, they're going to be launching that in in their Android and other places. The upcoming assistant with Bard uh, will have a new native Bard app, so you'll just be able to go right in there. It'll replace the old assistant app. And it will be activated through voice commands, typing, talking, sharing of photos, and and all those things. So if you're if you're interested in those, uh, Bard is expected to include be included in the March feature drop, and could initially be available only on tensor-powered Pixel phones. Though I'm pretty sure that Samsung, with the new S24, is probably uh, got a deal where they're going to get early access to it or maybe be able to release it uh, sooner than anybody else but we'll uh, we'll have to look and see if you missed any portion of the show head over to online tonight.com check out the podcast online tonight is produced and copyrighted by smart family media all rights reserved host maxwell smart producer and other hats worn by victoria smart Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers.
We're taking your calls right now at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. Well, back in the early days of radio, all they had were jungle drums beating the rhythmic message of traffic and weather from village to village. But did they complain? Hell no. Do you hear me complaining? <laughs> Hell no. Because you got a massive secret race that caused all these problems in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> Now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight, on the air toll-free at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. Thank you so much for joining me on Online Tonight. Greatly appreciate you including me in your day. I am Max. This is Online Tonight, where we... Uh, talk about tech, pop culture, and some random stuff that I'm interested in. Uh, some You might hear the 3D printer going on here behind me, or uh, some trip we've taken, or some kind of food that we enjoyed, or just other random stuff. But we absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, your questions, your comments, what you're into, what you're considering, any of those. And any basic question. It doesn't have to be overly technical. It, uh, it, maybe it's a question that other people are afraid to ask because, you know, well, maybe somebody will think I'm silly or maybe I'm not as smart as I appear to be on the outside. And you don't even have to use, we're only going to use your first name and, uh, the state that you're from. So nobody's going to even know it's you. So no question is too basic. No, no, uh, no topic is really off the chart or whatever off the table is what I want to say. If it's in our wheelhouse, which is tech, pop culture, and more. And the best way to call us is on the phone. Best way to reach us is on the phone so we can have a dialogue. 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. You can also send a text or an email. That's one way, though. We're not going to respond. You may hear the answer on the on the air, but it might not be this hour. It might have been last hour. It may be on a future hour. Maybe next week. Uh, so if you want to if you want to have something immediate, give us a call. But otherwise, text and email. Text nine five one three nine five one zero one seven. Again, nine five one three nine five one zero one seven. Or you can email show at onlinetonight.com. Show at onlinetonight.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? That's absolutely right. 1-800-39-ONLINE is our toll-free telephone number. 1-800-396-6546. Victoria's there. Ready to take your calls. She's checking out the texts and the emails. So we'd love to hear from you. Before that, let's jump into a little bit of technology news. Uh, before I jump into uh, what might seem political but isn't really. You'll, you'll see how this all fits in just a moment. But first, Fossil is getting out of the smartwatch business. Now, you may know that they're up to like their generation six already of their smartwatches. But the Fossil group has decided to call it quits. They've said, boom. That's it. This uh, happened last week, I believe. 
uh, January 26th, so like a couple days ago. And they said that the company has announced that it would be leaving the smart smartwatch business. They're going to redirect some of the resources to the less smart goods that they that they offer. I don't even know what they offer, other than uh, you know the Gen. I'm familiar with the Gen Gen Four Gen Five, and I've never even seen the Six. They first launched their watches in 2021, and the company. Uh, it's going to be keeping their Wear OS uh, for the next few years. They're going to they're going to keep it. They're going to keep updating it. They're going to offer some small bug fixes and things like that. And uh, you know, it's it's been tough for them, I guess, lately. A lot of the retail employees were saying that uh, they were going to be pulling out of the business, and people were like, "That's not true." And, and then, of course, Reddit had some stuff and. Uh, apparently Fossil was waiting for a new chipset that they weren't going to be able to get, and they just decided, you know, forget it. They they uh, One of the rumors was that Fossil for the Gen 7 was going to feature a new Qualcomm Snapdra- Snapdragon W5 Plus, uh, but that never worked out. And so, you know, it's been, that was last year, I think, and we really haven't heard anything from that. So it's it's not necessarily a secret that they are jumping out of the of the business. Some people may see that as a loss, but I'm sure that uh, what is the uh, Miss Victoria? What is the watch that or the the Fitbit? I answered my own question. Fitbit. I've been trying to get Miss Victoria an Apple Watch for some time. I tried to get Miss Jennifer a newer one. She has an earlier generation. And I'm very happy with the one that I have. I actually just upgraded my watch band from one of those silicon ones because I was finding that it was making my wrist sweat funny. So I got myself a nice uh, someone, Santa, for the holidays, got me a beautiful metal band, a lot like my old um, high school graduation watch. And I, I like it. I'm very happy. I've been trying to get them to get those, but Miss Victoria is using Fitbit, so I'm sure Fitbit's very happy that Fossil is finally out of uh, the game. You may not know this name, but a little bit of sad news. David L. Mills, a technical person, and he was instrumental on keeping me on time. And what do I mean by that? He passed away on January 17th, and he is the creator of something called NTP. N is in Nancy, T is in Tom, P is in Paul. It stands for Network Time Protocol. If you're familiar with Windows or if you're familiar with Mac and you go into the date and the time part, it'll say uh, automatically set time. And you can check that box and it'll say, if you're on a Mac, it'll say time.apple.com. If you're on a Windows machine, let's just see what they uh, what they call it real quick. Uh, internet time automatically synchronize with an internet time server, and the one that they give you most of the time is time.nist.gov. And what it does is it synchronizes your time on your devices, your your smartwatch, your laptop, your desktop, your Mac. Any of those things, they all rely on something called NTP, and it's smarter than you think it is. Just a real quick background. 
what it does is it, it uh, also tracks the amount of time in milliseconds that it takes from the time that you requested it to the time that it gets to your machine. And then it, it does its math and says, ah, you know, the, the, the closest second is this one. And it'll set your time to that. And uh, there are even tools, like especially in a studio like ours, we actually use a special tool that checks the NTP every five to six minutes so that we don't have any time drift. Time drift is, is not good in certain industries. TV, radio is one of them. So we all want to be synchronized to the same servers. And we want to make sure that you know if I have a slower internet connection, that my time is still accurate. As opposed to somebody who says has a uh, a one gig connection or something like that, and NTP makes all of that possible. We probably should have made that a Geekspeak actually, but uh, maybe maybe in the future I'll do that again because it's a it's a very underappreciated technology that we really rely on. At least uh, the those of us in business where time matters. I don't get into politics, however. The White House has called for legislation to stop Taylor Swift's AI fakes. Apparently, there has been some, according to the White House, alarming and ob- obviously, alarming and obviously. Well, that, all right, we're not going to talk politics, but that makes sense from that group of people. A- apparently, some spicy photos with Taylor Swift's head and someone else's uh body, let's put it that way, without any garments on it, have been going around the internet and social media and stuff this week, and and uh, the spokesperson over there said, oh my gosh, this, you know, Congress has got to start legislating action and, and things like that. Some people would call them deep fakes, some people would call them uh, AI-generated images. There's a lot of AI-generated Instagram models that are making tons of money and they're not even real. The, fun, the thing I find interesting about that is I watched a tutorial on that not too long ago. Uh, but you need to have a body to put the, the fake face on. So you can create this fake person with hair and eye color and cheekbones. But then you need a body to put it on. So, who you know, wouldn't you be upset if it was your body? I know I'd be. Well, maybe. I don't know. Stay tuned. This hour's Geek Speak, where we take a tech term and we try to turn it into plain English right before your very ears on our theme of cellular devices. This hour's is eSIM. This portion of the show is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Your favorite shows like Star Trek, the movies like the Transformer franchise, and if you're nostalgic about the mid-2000s, even Zoe 101 and the new Zoe 102 movie is up there. That's all available on Paramount Plus. Find out all they have to offer at OLTTV.com slash stream. That's OLTTV.com slash stream. Now eSIM. Just like a SIM card, an eSIM identifies your devices and helps you connect to a network, usually a carrier. This one, however, is purely digital. It does not require a physical chip or a card. 
that goes into your device. So it also helps make your, your devices, in some cases, more um, water tolerant uh, in that it doesn't have another opening for water to, or fluids to get into. It's programmable remotely via software and it's built into newer smartphones, meaning that you don't have to purchase a new SIM card if you want to swap phones or carriers. Uh, that's this hour's Geek Speak eSIM. Our other radio show is a Lamborghini. And as a matter of fact, we do own the road. This is Online Tonight. Now here's Max. All right, our Geek Speak for this hour was eSIM. But you know what? It has a great concept and a great idea, but it hasn't actually flushed out to be as wonderful as users would hope, especially on the Android system. Now, that Google has announced that they are bringing support for eSIM transfer to Android. They announced that last year, 2023. But the functionality really hasn't really, uh, you know, caught up. And they keep trying to upgrade it a little bit. And the new Samsung Galaxy S24 series seems to really be kind of pushing the process so that these things can uh, work seamlessly and easier, you know, out-of-the-box kind of thing. The way it works now is if you have an old Galaxy and you want to transfer your eSIM, you have to go into this uh, little app on your Android, your old Android phone and then your new Android phone through the SIM manager in the settings menu, and you transfer the SIM from one to the other. What's weird is, uh, and I'm not sure which end because I haven't physically had to do this myself, but one of them will pop up a, a QR code, which you then scan. I believe the old phone will pop up a QR code, and then the new phone will scan that, and based on the information that it reads from the QR code, will then program your eSIM so that it will transfer all that stuff over, and that should uh, that should be good. Now, what version of Android you need to have, I don't know, because I'm curious if maybe one of the older versions of Android on one of your older Galaxy phones may not display the QR code, and therefore you may end up having to go into a a cell store or someplace like that to get your eSIM programmed and then what information that was on your old phone may not get transferred over so it's not as seamless as you might as you might hope but they're continuing to try to make it better uh, earlier I, I shared with you uh, the deep fake and how Taylor Swift uh, Taylor Swift's been in the news because you know the Super Bowl is this coming weekend I think right? This month is flying right by. And the, Taylor Swift's been in the news because, you know, she's dating somebody from the Chiefs and then the whole, you know, Congress has got to get these deep, deep fakes or these AI generated spicy photos of Taylor Swift off the internet. What about everybody else? What about the 14 or 16 or 18 year old high school girl who's got her reputation wrecked because somebody has posted stuff on social media? What about them? I think uh, we should be worried about them as well. Something I was not really worried about, but apparently the Internet was very worried about, was Britney Spears. And they are trying to get her song Selfish from 2011 to go up the chart uh, to help 
beat out Justin Timberlake's song with the same name that he just released a few weeks ago. Uh, a day after the release of, of Timberlake's track, Spears' version of Self, uh, Selfish hit number one on the iTunes Top Song chart, uh, reviving the bonus track from her album uh, fe- uh, Female Fatale. Femme, femme Fatale. I don't, what language is this, Miss Victoria? French. French. So Femme Fatale is like, uh, what, what would that mean? What's the definition of that? A fierce woman? Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's usually like a, it's used more in terms of a spy or somebody who's being deceptive. Oh. All right. So that was her album from 2011. Thank you. And uh, apparently Justin's Selfish was released on January 25th. And of course, you know, they got a lot of promotional money behind that to try to, to get it up the charts. But internet fans really... Uh, Leave Britney alone, and they wanted to uh, really push her numbers up. Um, I don't see exactly where Justin's version of the song popped up on the chart, but I'm sure he did okay, and that he's not he's not suffering. Uh, a another got a text here. Thank you very much. That just a quick article from I. People send me the weirdest things sometimes, and I thought. Okay, I get it. We talked about eSIMs and how it was difficult to get them uh, transferred from one Samsung to another. Uh, somebody sent me an Apple support document using dual SIMs with an eSIM. Uh, this is instructions on how you can use a business number on your phone and a personal number on the same phone. And in some cases, you can even have different carriers for each number. So if you want to use 5G with dual SIM on an iPhone 12, 12 mini, 12 Pro, or 12 Max, then you need to have a, uh, a release of 14.5 or higher. If you have an, an XS, a Max, an XR, or anything like that, you can uh, work with the carriers to see if they support eSIM, e- and you can then have multiple numbers on your phone. So I guess that was... Uh, Nice of you to share and greatly appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. So give us a call, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. I would be curious to see why you might be interested in, uh, I, you know, from the person who texted me that information, I'd be interested in finding out why uh, dual SIM is interesting to you. I can understand if you're maybe traveling overseas and you uh, want to maybe add a service so that when you're overseas, you know, you can just kind of have your your eSIM set up for, for your European calls or your Asian calls or whatever and, and not have to, you know, swap out a bunch of stuff. So I have questions. Sometimes texting me is not necessarily the best way because I, I usually have follow-up questions that I'm interested in so we can all learn together. If you want to text me, 951-395-1017. Email show at onlinetonight.com. Stay tuned.
Looking around for the phone number? It's 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. Well, I have to say, I've heard of you, but I'm not too familiar with your show. Uh, this uh, should give you a good idea of what we can bring to your station. I'm Max Online Tonight. Greatly appreciate you joining us, including us in your day. 1-800-39-ONLINE is our toll-free telephone number, 1-800-396-6546. In just a moment, we'll share with you our review of ISS, the movie. Uh, If you want to send us a text or an email, feel free, 951-395-1017 is the text. Show at onlinetonight.com is the email address. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? Standing by to take your calls, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. Now here's our review of ISS. I'm Jennifer. Let's take a look at ISS, rated R in theaters now. In ISS, we meet the crew of six, three Americans and three Russians aboard the International Space Station. That's what the ISS stands for. Dr. Kira Foster has just joined the crew to conduct experiments in organ replacement. As Kira is just starting to get acclimated to her new surroundings, a war between the U.S. and Russia breaks out, which upends trust between crew members and causes the ISS to lose. Will they make it out alive? And what will be left of the Earth if they do? (laughs) Very dramatic. Uh, They were losing altitude for those who maybe had the audio cut out. I am Max. ISS stars Ariana DeBose as Kira and Chris... Messina, uh huh, and John Gallagher as the other Americans, Gordon and Christian. And you know, I'm not even going to try the Russian names because they're actual Russian names, and I would probably mess it up because it wasn't easy ones like Vlad and Marcos. I don't think that's a Russian name. Marcos. Na- name another Russian name. Uh, Kolya. Kolya. I think See, was I the name of the other guy. Either, so, all right. Tell us about the movie. Okay, so this is one of those movies that takes place in on, space. Yeah, I feel like there have been a few of these. Not, notwithstanding, like the aliens movies; those are like in a, a genre of their own. Wasn't Chris Pratt in one? The the one where they were going he to a distant the, planet and everybody was in stasis, and then, and then he, he he opened one of the things so he would have a companion. Unnecessarily, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was called Passengers, I think. Um, so. I have this thing about these space movies because not a lot goes on in space. And so, what? What do you mean not a lot goes on? There's six people. I found myself yawning during this movie. No, but there's six people. Think about this, though. Really, honestly, there's a lot going on. They're moving at like an obscene speed, only a couple hundred thousand miles from the surface of the earth. And they all have jobs to do. They got to make sure that the air continues to work and the solar panels are pointed at the sun. And all of their experiments, they got a lot going on. I know. You just don't like research. It's just boring to me, okay? <laughs> Watching these people do their jobs that are just, I mean, first of all, 
are these the jobs, the real jobs that astronauts do? You don't do? like pe- I mean, watching how, people work? How much fiction is there? How much reality is there? I don't watch a lot of NASA videos, so I don't know. But they they invent conflict for something to happen because otherwise it would be a documentary about how you know people on the space station what do they do all day what do they do every day what's it like when a new person joins the crew um so we start to learn about people's personalities because of this conflict because just as this is all happening and they have a bird's eye view obviously of of the conflict below they each team gets orders to take over the space station Chibu. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. Well, no, it's not, I didn't think it was boring. I just felt like the conflict was so dramatic or so, there was something about it that I was like, this is weird. It felt so strange. I thought that there were other countries involved in the International Space Station, so maybe that was just me being wrong. International, you would think, would have more than two countries involved. But, um, I, it, yeah, I, it, it didn't, it, it was weird to me. I, and I wasn't invested in the characters really enough before things started happening to them to really care if things were happening to them. So I didn't really connect with it. Well, you know, I, I was a little concerned, of course, that it was going to be America against Russia again. Not that I have any skin in the game, so to speak. But, you know, they were our enemy for, what, 50 years, 60 years for whatever, and so who is the biggest threat right now? Not necessarily Russia. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not in that sphere of influence. I feel like probably right now, if I was to just take a guess at politics, I would probably think China was probably more uh, because they told the president a week ago to stay out of Taiwan or we would burn. I mean that's a threat. I haven't really heard uh, Putin necessarily threaten us recently, but I don't keep tabs on all of these things. I just find it interesting that they decide to be the conf- – that they decided these two countries would be in conflict. I guess it makes sense when it's the only two countries in, in the tube flying fast above our skies. So that kind of makes sense. My, other, my main question is really are most of these people that go up into the ISS – are they military people or are they scientists? Are they just scientists? Because if they were just scientists in general, then they probably wouldn't necessarily fight each other. They would just kind of wait until it, it flushed out because, they. I mean, they're, they're also at risk. So, I, you know, what do I know? It's my understanding, at least from this movie, mm. that you have to go through the space program to be there. And most people who go through the space program are in the military. Because that's just how you get there, basically, by being a pilot in the military oh. and then going into the space program. Or, you know, you're in the Air Force and you become the Air Force and NASA are tied together. But I don't think we need military people necessarily. We need mechanics. We need scientists. We need people who can keep the rats alive. We need, you know, people who know how to how to dispose of the trash and have it go in the right direction to, uh, towards outer space and not go crashing down into Earth. Jen, final words. There were 
interesting twists about who maybe are the good guys or not. You know, who are you rooting for? The ending was very unsatisfying. I give it a three. I'm going to join you in a three, and I give them kudos for coming up with a different reason for people to be alarmed in space about making it back home. Usually, it's some kind of alien creature that's aboard the ship. That's or, what I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want nuclear war or some crazy per. Somebody snaps and you know starts killing everybody. So this was different, but I give it a three as well because I I was bored in a lot of it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that they, that the whole world was glowing orange at a certain point, and uh, that probably just frustrated me. Or I don't know that that would actually happen. I mean, it might happen, but I hope that it would never happen. I would just like to give it a skip. It. I would love this hour and forty minutes back. Other than I enjoyed the candy and the popcorn and the fact that it was basically a private screening. So uh, I don't think everybody here liked it, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't usually give things skip-its, but that's how I felt about ISS. Let us know what you think, 1-800-39-ONLINE, or text 951-395-1017, or email the show, show at onlinetonight.com. That's easy enough to do. In space uh, news this week, uh, January 25th, the Tokyo, the Japanese Space Agency out of uh, Tokyo issued a press release that their moon sniper, Robotic Explorer, landed 55 meters from its target on the lunar surface, but they called it a significant achievement. The only problem that they're having at the moment is that when it landed and it deployed its solar panels, they're, pay- they're pointed west instead of pointing in the direction that they need to. So the s- system shut itself down to reserve battery power. Uh, so they're having trouble talking to it to see if they can reposition the solar panels so after all of that time all of that anxiety all of that uh perspiration that they had during the 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 whole thing you know they had a few little challenges here and there and then it looked like they overcame them they were very excited but now they're uh not sure what to do next and hopefully the uh the robot thing will wake up soon and they might be able to talk to it and help it make some changes it's on, online tonight. We love to hear from you. 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Stay tuned. This hour's bookmark this is amnh.org slash explore slash ology, O-L-O-G-Y, ology, which is the suffix meaning the study of. Just a quick aside, when I was little, my cousin taught me the biggest word I know, ichthyology, I-C-H-T-H-Y-O-L-O-G-Y, and so I, uh, I still know that word to this day, like 20, 30 years later. Anyway, over at the American Museum of Natural History, that's the website that you're going to. This section is a kid-focused portion of that. Sometimes when I'm learning something new, I want to be approached as if I'm a child learning whatever it is. One of the richest men I ever met, he said, uh, talk to me like I'm eight. Okay. 
And some of the best online learning tools are aimed at children, and I fit right in over there. They lay things out in a simple way with great illustrations, and you don't get bogged down with a lot of jargon or acronyms or things like that. So at O-L-O-G-Y, at Ology, you can experience and explore different topics or type something into the search box and learn about it. For example, I typed in optical illusion, and I got a bunch of cool examples that that uh, the way our brain interprets things. So that's always a lot of fun, and I always enjoyed that. So amnh.org slash explore slash ology. That's this hour's bookmark. This, of course, we're going to put it up on the website so that you can check it out. Uh, the link will be right there in the show notes, our just look for it there. This portion of the show is brought to you by Anchor. You probably know that Anchor uh, has dongles, as I call them, but they, they call them hubs. The Anchor 655 USB-C hub, 8-in-1, includes an SD card slot, micro SD card slot, two USB ports, and those are the 10-gig ports, audio, Ethernet, and HDMI. It's available in two different colors. You can visit olttv.com slash anchor. OLTTV.com slash A-N-K-E-R. And uh, there you go. That was this hour's bookmark this and Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for that. Online tonight. Where the quality of our answers just might surprise you. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right, so I mentioned in the bookmark this that I uh, typed in optical illusion. Optical illusion because I was just so fascinated by this Massimo uh, thing that I saw on Twitter. And I was losing my mind. I, I showed it to so many of my friends and relatives. I can't believe it. I'm like, look at this hallway. I wonder if there's a way for me to put this up where it won't be. Maybe I'll do that in the show notes, show you this cool thing. Anyway, it looks like a, like a hotel hallway. And if you cover up the sides, then the speed looks like it changes. And if you cover up the middle, then the outer edges look like they change speeds. I don't want to give it away too much. I want you to experience it. So I will put the, I will put the uh, link to that in the show notes. Optical illusion dash paste oh my gosh that is a horrible a horrible url but we will uh we'll make it look pretty uh so there you go check that out if you're if you're so interested one of the inventors over in disney's imagineering group is being honored and inducted into the national inventors hall of fame miss victoria do you remember what state this was where we went. It's in Ohio. But okay, well, I did ask you what state it was. Do you remember what city was it in? Cincinnati? Was it in Cleveland? Is it near the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Which where's that? That's not even in Ohio, is it? Are you going to look it up? Um, I just looked it up, and it says it's in Virginia, so it may have moved because I remember that it was. Unless there's two Inventors Hall of Fames, but I know it was in Ohio when we when we saw it. So maybe it's but that was, was many different... that was many many years ago. Anyway, one of uh, this gentleman, his name is Lenny Smoot, not to be confused with um, Oliver Smoot, 
Uh, if you are from the uh, MIT or Boston University area, then you know about the Smoot marks on the bridge. Uh, he doesn't seem to be related to Oliver Smoot, who is the person that this is named after. Just a quick aside, what's really neat is that Oliver Smoot ended up working for ANSI, uh, the American or the yeah American National Standards Institute. Uh, and it's funny because he his role, his tumble, became the official distance uh, markings on this bridge. Anyway, back to Lanny. Lanny is being uh, inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. He has 106 patents to his name. Uh, everything from uh, glass eyes to make them look more realistic for the animatronics. Uh, some projection technology, an interactive zoetrope. He's got some really cool stuff. But the thing that he's very excited about, he said that he's always excited about his newest thing, is something called the hollow tiles. And what it is is it's a it's a it's a system that is on the floor, and you can walk on it. You'd have to see the the uh, video, or or maybe someday we'll get to try it in real life. More than one person can can stand on this on this uh, technology, and within a like a VR environment, let's say you're walking through Disneyland or you're walking through uh, Disney World or something like that, you can like have the feeling of walking even though you're standing in place without any weird wires or harness bars or anything like that. You can just have your headset on and and walk, and it feels like you're naturally walking through the space. And more than one person can be on the same uh, platform as you and walk in a different direction. So it knows exactly where you are, where your feet are, and what direction it's going in. It is absolutely incredible. Quick text from Brian. Brian says, Ankren, Ohio uh, is where it was. And then apparently it moved to Virginia in 2008. We had, we had uh, visited... Akron, Ohio. What'd I say? Did I say something weird? You said Akron. <laughs> Akron, Ohio. Uh, we visited it in 07, I guess, right before it moved. Very much like when we were in Georgia and the world of Coca-Cola shut that same year and then moved. What is it about us visiting someplace where they want to move? Well, congratulations, by the way, to uh, inventor Lanny Smoot. I'm very excited to see what he's going to be creating next uh, i like most of the things that he's responsible for it definitely made my visits more enjoyable and and things like that and i hope that you found online tonight with myself max enjoyable if you missed any portion of the show be sure to head over to online tonight.com where you can check out the show notes you can listen to the podcast you can even subscribe to podcast in itunes or your favorite other uh podcast uh subscriber software whatever you're comfortable with Online tonight. Stay tuned. Online tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers. <laughs>